Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and ow, I just spit my tongue. Ow, that hurt. I hope I'm not bleeding. That did hurt. <laughs> I need to get my wisdom teeth out, y'all. That hurt. That effing hurt. All right. Ah, we are live. Welcome back, everyone. I hope you are doing well. I know that I am, and I hope you are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. Let me preface this by saying we got a lot to talk about. Now, we will be doing the Believe in Saints podcast at 8.15. I am very much hoping I can get all of this in in an hour and 15 minutes. SEC meetings are underway. Brian Kelly in his first ever SEC meeting talking about NIL, his team, you know, He's not asked about questions about his team. He's asked all these questions about NIL and Commissioner Sankey. You know, the stupid questions that the media asks Brian Kelly and these kind of endeavors. Uh, but nevertheless, Brian Kelly as is at SEC meetings. We will talk about what we're hearing from SEC meetings. It's looking like divisions are going to be no longer in the SEC, but you will have three permanent rivals or three permanent teams that you will play every year. So basically, to some extent, not completely, you're going to somewhat of a pod system, right? Like, that's how we're going. I mean, yeah, some other teams are going to have other rivals, but nevertheless, you're still going to have three permanent teams. So that's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. So we will talk about that as well. Uh, Matt Trent, Twitterless Matt Trent joins us. At 7.30, want to talk some LSU baseball with him. Um, that's going to be fun. Uh, he was covering the Tigers the entire um, SEC tournament. He will be covering them all during the regional, and I'm sure Super Regional, I'm sure Omaha. 
if and when the Tigers do make it there. So it's going to be looking forward. And we'll talk some football with Matt about the pods and SEC media meetings and stuff like that. It's going to be fun. And I got to ask Brian Kelly something, too. Um, when is he going to give me a Southern Marsh LSU shirt? That man is looking like he, he, he walks around like a $100 million man. Shout out to the apparel from Brian Kelly. Guys, I am bleeding. I can taste it. <laughs> I bit my tongue and I'm bleeding. That's awful. That's awful. Uh, Rafino's rants are in store. If you missed this today, too, if you missed this in day, uh, today, too, Mel Kuyper came out with his 2023 draft prospects for LSU Tigers in the first round. And you're going to be surprised where Kayshawn Bouti lands. He's the fourth guy on that board. Guys, Kayshawn Bouti is number four. There's one guy I think that needs more work for us to see him to become and be in the first round. But let me tell you this, and we're going to start the show off as soon as the commercial break. LSU ha doesn't have – Brian Kelly, if he can figure out moderately this quarterback position – you have four first-round picks. You better win a lot of goddamn football games this season. Eight or nine, bare minimum, if you have that many first-round picks. We'll talk about that as well. And that's not, that's not a shot at Brian Kelly. That's not saying you do this or if. It's still a transition year. Look, there's a lot of things that go into that. So don't think that I'm panicking or saying he better do this. But, man, I'm just telling you, if you do have that, it's going to be very crazy. All right. As we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays as well, hashtag Ask Blake. And if we have some time here at the end, we'll talk some LSU baseball versus Kennesaw State. Georgia Peach. Georgia Bush as Ray Charles. Actually, that's Little Wayne. Dude, the funniest thing is I have more people in my DMs today asking me where Kennesaw State is. Dog, does Google work on your phone? Because if Twitter does, I think Google does as well. <laughs> I mean, way down yonder on the Chattahoochee. Had a DM from John last night. If you missed last night's show, go to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe and notification bell. Had a fan, John, says, Blake, you can make fun of the Chattahoochee River all you want, but don't you dare make fun of the Hoochie Coochie. I still really don't know what the hell a hoochie coochie is. Somebody, <laughs> can somebody explain to me <laughs> that is more adverse in the country lyrics of songs, can you explain to me what a hoochie coochie is? Now, maybe Pooh Bear's behind the scenes and Zach, oh, congratulations, Zach's finally back. He didn't shave, though. Didn't shave. The L's for love in LSU, not L7 Weenie. Name that movie. Name that movie. Okay, let. <laughs> okay, Zach does tell me behind the scenes that the Hoochie Coochie is a steaming hot. Um, I can't read that on air. <laughs> I can't read that on air. I I, I can't say what, you know. I can't say what he's saying. 
I can't say it. All right, let's get to a couple of comments before we get started. Chili says, A, Blake, long time no see, and the hoochie-coochie man muddy waters. Okay. Well, let me just tell you that Zach did not know that that meant muddy waters. <laughs> he thought it meant... Anyway, Penn Jones on YouTube says, Blake, put the Saints hat away and wear the LSU one. Okay. Um, I don't have the LSU one with me. You're right. You're right. You're right, Penn Jones. Um, but we do have the Believe in Saints podcast right after this. Dylan Smith says, AYS and Believe in Saints in one night. You can't go wrong. Guys, I can't be in uh, – Twitter spaces tonight. I might be in there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. I can't do it. Y'all can do it, though. Y'all can do it without me. Adam Contreras says, let's go. USM better recognize that their ticket scheme isn't going to work this weekend. Adam's on to something here. The stupid ticket office phone broke because it had so many missed calls. I've never seen a landline have so many missed calls that it broke. Poor girl said she went to go take a piss. And she had 78 missed calls. <laughs> she goes, I was going for 40 minutes. First off, who goes and takes a leak for 40 minutes? Let's just be honest. You was taking a dump. Ricola. Oh, shoot. Chili says, and it means what you just said it was. Yeah, I know. Guys, I know. Uh, Sports Zone. Coming in here trying to infiltrate the chat. Booyah, you're gone. See ya. Like my name's Dylan Cruz. Oh, 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 oh. Shout out to Josh Smith. Shout out to Josh. <laughs> Former LSU Tiger Josh Smith going three for four last night. Hit a line drive into right. Struck out. You know, it is what it is. Hits a line drive in the left. Then a 91-mile-an-hour fastball right down the hoo-ha. And he takes it right back where it came from. Shout out, Josh Smith. I love your TikToks, by the way. <laughs> Y'all are funny, man. Bear Granger says, hashtag ask Blake, LSU versus Ole Miss and the Baton Rouge Super Regional. Let's run it back. Interesting enough, we'll talk about that because there's a storm brewing in Miami. There's a storm of brewing in Miami. Okay. Oh, BK Takeover. I don't know if that's Ryan. Ryan, did you? No, I don't know if that's Ryan or not. But, Ryan, did you change your name? Did the events of last night's YouTube chat make you change your name? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's get this thing started, y'all. All right. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. If you're on Facebook, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listen to us live on Facebook. Yes, Pooh Bear, you were correct. Sandlot. Sandlot. Pooh Bear's correct. Zach probably... Zach, I don't think Zach was even born yet when the Sandlot was invented. That's how young my, our little intern is. He was degraded to an intern. He hadn't been here in three weeks. Hadn't been here in three weeks. He's been degraded to an intern. Pooh Bear has been elevated, though, however, to... Uh, assistant to the regional manager. (laughs) 
right. Everybody on YouTube, do us a favor by hitting that subscribe button and notification bell. Um, if you're listening to us on XM Radio, if you're listening to us on the audio podcast platform, do us a favor by hitting the like and sh- or the share, review, all that kind of good stuff. Don't be a square. Hit the like and share. Leave that review for us and subscribe. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. All right, let's do this, guys. Let's pay some bills around this thing. None better than our good friends over at BenOnline.ag and our good friends over at GM Barn Doing Sons. Zach, we're going to see if you missed uh, if, if you missing is going to limit, uh, limit your uh, 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 producing skills. So here we go. Be back in a minute. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games it's easy to get started so head on over to their website use betonline.ag use that promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v that's b-l-e-a-v to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit that's betonline.ag betonline.ag with over 65 years of experience nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than gm vardo and sons RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. We're back. We're back. Hey. You can never trust a man from Texas. Never, ever trust a man from Texas. Sam Alligator, that goes for you. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Uh, Doug knows who told me to grow a pair of uh, sack last night. Um, my answer's in the comments from last night, so go find it. But he says, Super would be in BR if Zona or Ole Miss knocked off Miami. Of course, LSU, considering they take care of business, I agree with him there because that's absolutely what would happen. Anthony B. Saints says, did Zach ever shave, Blake? No, he's still got the uh, scragglies on his chin. Um, Chili Vic says, hashtag ask Blake, watch what our defensive line class, Jamar Kane, may put together this year. It could be very, very scary. So let's start there, okay? By the way, by the way, I was going to wait until June the 1st to do this. That's tomorrow. But, but, sources. Uh, around June 15th to June 20th, we're going to have some big news here at AYS. Uh, I would hope that all of you would join us in this adventure um, that I will be partaking in. Um, and speaking of recruiting, we'll be doing a lot of stuff, not just recruiting, LSU football stuff. Uh, we're going to be taking this to the next level. So uh, just be on the lookout. I would really ask for all of your support, so be on the lookout for that. Okay. I think that that's a very interesting question by Chili. Okay. The reason that it's a very interesting question, because Mel Kuyper, which, look, I don't want to get into discussion or fighting over semantics about 
uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., his mock draft, guys he has in the first round. Guys, the truth is, the, here's the truth. Mel Kuyper does have majority of these guys that go in the first round. He's usually pretty accurate. Now, he might be inaccurate in where they go, how high they go, how low they go, how low can you go? How low can you go? I mean, it, it's like limbo. So I'm not going to fight with you over the semantics of how Mel Kuyper does his business. But today, I thought that this was interesting. Mel Kuyper had four LSU Tigers going in the first round next season. Four LSU Tigers going in the first round. One of them, I think, needs some work to get there. Okay? But those players are, and in no specific order, uh, are B.J. Ojolari, Jaqueline Roy, uh, 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 Ali Gay, and Kayshawn Booty. Actually, that was in order. <laughs> Photographic memory. Let me say this. If Mel Kuyper is right, if Mel Kuyper is actually right in, the, in these projections for the LSU players, which talking with Carter the Power Bryant today, he won't mind me saying this, we were having this discussion back and forth there are actually a lot of guys that are in, even more in the top 10 and in the first round that at one point was on LSU's roster, those guys being Eli Ricks and former LSU tight end Eric Gilbert. So it, this kind of brings me to this question, right? Like it brings me here. And we talked about in, on Twitter spaces or on this show, wherever I may have been, on the Bill King show that we'll be on tomorrow morning, We've talked about LSU expectations. I don't know how to feel about this. I don't know how to feel about LSU potentially having four first-round guys and, and, and going that high in the draft and me not expecting, me not expecting at least eight and four, nine and three. Because the, 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 the sad thing was, it's last season we had 10 draft picks, guys. And Ed Orgeron was fired, and the staff was fired, and we knew it was mainly due to the coaching staff. Brian Kelly has even talked about that in his season where he went 4-8 in Notre Dame, guys, it was me. It was the coaching staff. We did a complete overall. I had to change. Guys, when you have, when you have that much talent, when you have that much talent, there are expectations that have to be met. Have to be met. You can't have your entire, hypothetically, your entire defensive line almost, we all know Mason Smith in the 2024 draft is going to more than likely be in the discussion of being a first-round pick. So you have four guys per Mel Kuyper that are going to get drafted in the first round. We don't know how life's going to play out. Let's just play the game. Guys, if LSU is able to do anything moderately good or just average at quarterback, you can go 9-3. and three. You cannot, again, and look, we're not talking about draft picks like uh, uh, Jared Bernard Converse, Seven Banks. If Jay Ward has a big year, what happens? Mike Jones Jr. What happens if he has a big year? 
Right? Like, we aren't talking about those things. You know, Traymond Shorts, the left guard, if he has a big season, what happens there? At some point, we got to kind of come. I don't think LSU is going 11 and 1 like I've heard in some of these Twitter spaces. Okay. Like, I am not going to even remotely go there. I still think, and like we talked about last night on this show, LSU has a very tough schedule. I can make the argument it's the toughest schedule in the country. In the country. But I, I, just for me, guys, just for me, I can't, I, I can't come to the realization in my mind. I get that we have a transition year with Brian Kelly. And look, some transition years are very difficult. Very difficult. We've seen coaches do it before, though. We've seen Urban Meyer do it. We've seen it. We've seen coaches, a.k.a. Dave Aranda. Now, I know his first year was tough, okay, but he's going into a COVID season. His real true first year, what happened? What happened? We've seen Kirby Smart go 8-4 and four in his first year. Without, quite honestly, a quarterback that was worth a damn. And you had a Jacob Eason. I mean, he was fine. He was a freshman, though. We've seen this happen before. Look, as much as I hate to say it, Josh Heupel at Tennessee, and they don't have guys. That teams, those teams, those teams do not have the talent. Do not have the talent that you do right now. They just don't. So when I sit here and I ask myself the the big question, because we'll talk about it all summer long. I just bit my tongue again. I got to get my wisdom teeth taken out, man. I, I got to look at nine and three, man. I, I, I really do. Because at what point do you sit here and you ask yourself the question, you had Derek Stingley that went in the first round last year, and then you got the defense. Look, last year we saw LSU's defense hold Alabama, hold Alabama to six rushing yards. So, again, if Mel Kuyper is correct – you don't you there is no excuses defensively for Matt House in that front seven. There really isn't. Maybe a little bit at linebacker. But again, if he is projecting it to be right, Ali Gay, BJ Ojolari, Jaquelin Roy, Mason Smith, Jacoby and Guillory, what's even more wild, guys? What's even so wild? I poo Ica's in the top 15. Think about this for one damn second. Orgeron recruited. This is how you know the staff was absolute ass water. Like, juices coming out of a trash bag on Bourbon Street bad last year with Jake Peets. Their defense this year, if they would have held on to everybody and guys wouldn't have gone in the portal, you would have had Elias Ricks first-round pick projected. We talked about LSU defensive line right here. I put Ica at Baylor's also in there. Then if you are able to get a guy like Bernard Converse, or seven banks from Ohio State. Guys, you legitimately have seven first-round picks projected on your defense. Don't tell me it's not possible anymore. Don't. Brian Kelly does have a little bit of an uphill battle. I know I've defended him in a transition year, and I will do that. No matter what happens, un, 
unless he goes 0-11 or 0-12, which that's not happening, <laughs> you're going to get a win in week in week two no matter what. I promise you that. But LSU's band will not. Shout out to Southern. Let the band play neck. Let the band play neck. Does LSU get fined? But Subbar, does LSU get fined if Southern plays neck? Bro, that's going to be the most lit game in Baton Rouge history. I'm telling you. I think I'm going to fake a media credential and get on the sidelines and say my name's Matt Trent. But it's going to say Matt Twitterless Trent. What do y'all think about that? That's, I think that's what I'm going to do. That's just how I see it. It's just how I see it. You can't have that much talent and think that it's okay to go 6-6. Six and six. Quite honestly, Orzron should be ashamed of himself. Blake, get off Orzron. Look, dudes, to, to the dude, to the Twitter dudes, to the uh, – <laughs> I'm not getting political, but to the get off my lawn, take guys on Twitter – Blake, stop talking about Orson Rod. <laughs> Dog, he was ass in the last two seasons, man. Think about what you're think about what is what is being said. Translate it. Think about it and then go from there. You gotta give Orgeron one thing. And this is to Orgeron's credit. Bro, what if he what if he does get his shit together? And he can recruit the defense like that again. Here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. Orgeron has his issues. You mean to tell me with NIL that Lane Kiffin and you and me, it would need some some maneuvering and massaging from Lane to Orgeron or whomever. Lincoln Riley could do it. Bro, he built a defense that was nasty. When I say eight first-round picks, six to eight first-round picks, guys, that is Miami 2001 type of defense. I'll give Orgeron that credit. Shout-out to him for being able to recruit a defense that projects with those many first-rounders. Shout-out to him. Matt Trent coming up in like two minutes. <laughs> I, I, I get going, man. I get going. We got to talk about SEC meetings. We'll do that after the trend interview. Um, we'll do that. Okay. But we do got we do got to talk about that. And guys, quite honestly, I mean, we there's nothing really big that we're missing. Uh, but they try to get Brian Kelly again. Uh, Andy Staples, shame on you, dude. By the way, your fly was down in the picture. Uh, Daniel Williams says last time we had. This much talent on the D-line was 2007 and 2011. I agree with Daniel. I, Daniel is spot on with that, man. Spot on. Head and everything. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I opened up a can of worms. Shout out to the Golden Boot Podcast. Doug Knows says, I saw it, bro. All uh, in good fun. My mom is 70 years old with a girlfriend, though. Yikes. Yeah, bro. This man told me to grow a sack, and I said, your mom's got it. And look what this chat just brings in. Look what the, look what the chat brings in. Rico Delgado says, yeah, he's good. Okay. All right. Anthony Saint says, I think Greg Brooks will have a breakout year this year, too. Could be. Again, again, guys, when you're talking about that many, when you're talking about that many people, 
it's insane. Daniel, you know I love you. Last one, we're getting to Matt Trent. Blake, isn't these guys on the D-line, didn't they uh, play last year? What's the difference? Well, scheme was the difference. Let me get to this very quickly. Scheme was the difference. When you change the scheme, guys, the players didn't change. The players didn't change. Six rushing yards against Bama. Guys, they were shutting people out and down. Shutting people down. And look, there's a buy-in to it. Okay, okay, okay. I've missed this guy, man. Um, there was no better follow on Twitter than Matt Trent. I, Elon, I, I'm clipping this. Elon, please, God, I'm begging. I will buy SpaceX uh, internet. It costs like $1,000. Elon, I'm making a challenge to Elon. I will buy the $1,000 worth of material right now and install it myself. Bring back Matt Trent. Bring back Matt Trent. At MCTrent23 on Twitter. Rudy Poos, y'all. Rudy Poos. Let's talk about our good friends over at Gramco and my good friend, Carol False over at State Farm. We'll be back in a minute 30. Matt Trent right around us. Right around the corner, excuse me. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular the gummies are as well as they're the best in the market so go to thegramco.com right now and use the promo code AYS25 that's thegramco.com AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays anniversaries and everyday use Gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed, and shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramcode.com. Use that promo code, AYS25. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Free Matt Trent. Free Matt Trent. Free Matt Trent. I'm doing everything on God's green planet <laughs> to get you back. I have pledged Matt Trent joining us for everyone listening on, on XM Radio and uh, Apple Podcasts, all that good stuff. I'm doing – I'm Matt, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I need you back on Twitter, my friend. Nevertheless, how are you? <laughs> oh god i love you so much i just i just also respect the fact that you still keep my twitter handle under my name oh <laughs> they I- asked me about it i'm like hell no we're leaving it we're leaving it <laughs> you're coming back and elon i trust 
I'm tell I'm telling you, man, it's it's going on like, let's see, it's going on two months without it. Do you realize but, how bad I feel because it was about me and it was just a damn joke? Like, do you do do you know how bad I feel? So and I didn't funny, even I do saw, anything. I saw someone from um, when I was in Hoover covering LSU. I saw someone um, that works in another SEC market, and they're like, "Man, like, what's going on? Like, you you haven't been on Twitter." Like, what happened? And I, I told him the whole story. So, again, for you, those of you that don't know, Blake sent me a, uh, a gif after the basketball national championship because I'm from North Carolina. I was rooting for North Carolina. And I made the comment, super sarcastic, super jokingly. I was like, hey, Blake, I'll murder your entire family and make it look like an accident. And apparently that's frowned upon on Twitter. And... and, and and I and I told this and I told this person that, and they were like, "Yeah, that that's uh, that's pretty intense." I was like, "Well, you know, in hindsight, I've had a lot of time to reflect and look back on it. I really shouldn't have written that." And they were like, "Yeah, yeah." I was like, "I should have put LOL at the end." Like, <laughs> <laughs> I th- I really thought you were setting yourself up for the Conor McGregor. The champ does what the heck he wants. I, ap- <laughs> yeah. I take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody. That's what yeah. you set yourself up I, for it. I mean, yeah, again, like I just communicated a thread. I didn't go through with it. So. <laughs> First off, you, you know good and damn well. Never mind. That's for a different topic for a different day when we're doing this full time. We'll, we will have <laughs> the freedom to talk about that. Uh, Matt Trent from WBRZ is our guest. Matt, I want to start off with this uh, uh, football very quickly, and then I want to extend this with you with football. Mel Kuyper came out today. I don't know if you've seen it. I know you're playing golf. You shoot like 12 below par. You're probably the best media golfer I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) But nevertheless, nevertheless, LSU has projected right now with players on the team four first-round picks. Four. Now, Matt, you remember in 2019 – Obviously, they had the five, or was it six? I, I forget. But obviously, Joe Burrow being the number one overall pick, it's a huge difference. Matt, when you see that, though, in a co- and look, you play college athletics just as much as I did. When you see that much talent on one roster, Matt, he's got to turn it around, dude. There's not an excuse when you have that much talent. Am I wrong in thinking that, or am I right in thinking that? No, and, and I'll be totally honest. This, this might be a, a, a really hot take because I saw a headline today that was about that, that draft board, and Mel Kuyper, I think, has Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud right. in the first round. Right. And I personally think it should be ver- reversed. I don't- me, pers- me personally, like, if you go back and watch the LSU-Alabama game, if you go back and watch the Texas A&M-Alabama game where A&M like, Bryce Young's mechanics are about as – piss poor as they could be in in clutch situations like his footwork is really bad like it's really bad like you go back and watch that LSU game when they played um in Tuscaloosa last year there were so many I'll be honest Alabama should have beaten them by two more touchdowns than they already did because he missed so many wide open throws A&M game same thing you know, he, he gets, like, really wide when he throws, and then he gets kind of short. That's why you see a lot of balls sail on him and stuff. Right. And – but so then I'm thinking, like, if he doesn't clean that up, and then C.J. Shroud has, like, a decent year. And I think you said, like, uh, Kayshawn Butte is, like, four. He's fourth on the LSU list. He's at, like, oh. 25 or 26. 
dude, I, I'm telling you, like, depending on how those two guys go, and and Kayshawn has like a pretty decent year. I don't even think he has to have an unreal year. I think if it, in my opinion, he's top ten, just de facto. And if he has a good year, he's top five. That's just that's just my opinion. Just from you, I don't I don't like. I'm not a big you know go by the numbers type person. I'm just what my eyes and my really huge brain tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Zach Nunez, that's like, a shot, Zach Nunez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm just saying, like, if you if you can find another receiver, another offensive player that's a, that's a that's as explosive or more explosive than Kayshawn Butte, that's not a quarterback. I'll 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 field all arguments, like I will. I, I think the only thing with Kayshawn, the only thing, and I made this argument today with a buddy of mine. You, we haven't seen him play a full year, like so. It's different with Stingley, okay? In reference to, we have nineteen. We don't have that for Kayshawn. We had it for Jamar. We don't have that for Kayshawn. And, and quite honestly. I, we don't have that that Jamar Chase kind of production from Kayshawn yet. Matt, we probably can. I mean, like, let's not. But I mean, t- I mean, be honest, Blake. Like, if you've watched LSU football for half a second, especially the Ole Miss game of 2020, and you oh, can't dude. tell me that Kate, you can't tell me that Kayshawn can't do that every game. Oh, I, I'm not saying he can. I think that he can. I'm just saying. I can see where they're coming from, right? Like, sure, I, I can see it. But nevertheless, I agree with you. But on the Brian Kelly thing, and I agree with you on Bryce Young a lot. I said that and got ripped on the SEC podcast. Shout out to our good people over at Believe. But, Matt, I, I'm not – look, I'm not putting expectations on Brian Kelly when I say this at all. Like, I'm, I'm really, really, really not. Because he can go six and seven. It doesn't really matter to me because it's a trend. It does and it doesn't. You get what I'm saying. It doesn't – like, he's going to have time to build this. But, again, when you have that much talent, man, you got to make something happen. You can't go six and six again, Matt. You – it the tide's got to be turned here. Don't you believe? I, I, I really do because – I do, but I don't because you get so much grace in a first year. Like – Jay Johnson is a prime example. Like, in my personal opinion, again, in the hierarchy of ranking who should have been SEC Baseball Coach of the Year. Schlossnagel. In, in my personal opinion, should have been Schlossnagel. Agreed. In my personal opinion, it should have been Texas A&M Schlossnagel. Then, honestly, it should have been Jay Johnson. And then Tony Vitello third. Because you look at, like, Tennessee, Tennessee's entire weekend rotation is 95-plus. You've got a dude that throws 105 coming in the back end of the games. Schlossnagel took a team that had, if I'm not mistaken, single-digit SEC wins Nine. They had nine SEC wins last season. And took them to a number two seed, and they're hosting a regional. But then Jay Johnson comes in here with a catch-up packet. A a myriad of issues, both physically, talent, like all the stuff. And he gets them to the first round by an SEC tournament was on the brink of hosting, and then now you're a two-seed. Like, but with Brian Kelly, people people are going to look at it as like – people are going to always look at, like, the talent that he brought in. He did not have time to recruit. 
his type of recruits. Okay. The, right. He's a big offensive line guy. And everybody's going to say, well, he got Will Campbell. Well, yeah, he got Will Campbell to stay. He didn't get Will Campbell to come, if that makes sense. So, like, that's all well and good. But, and that's what I applaud Brian Kelly for doing. He got a lot of placeholders to stabilize this roster. And I think he did. I think he did more than stabilize the roster. I, I think agree. He improved it. I think he improved it in a lot of areas, especially on that offensive line. Um, so I think that, like, you know, going, oh, you've got all this talent. Like, you need to, like, do this and that. Sure. You know, we can do the whole, like, roll the ball out because you've got LeBron on the court and go say, you know, but you can't really do that in football because there's more to it than that. Agreed. Um, Agreed. So, like, and and honestly, like, I think I think that the court who, – who is the quarterback is going to be the biggest trickle-down effect that we've seen in LSU maybe in the past three years. I, can, I really firmly Matt, I can that. make the argument history. Or I, I, at I, least I would, 20 years. I would honestly like whoever plays quarterback is going to determine a whole lot of what they do, not just on offense, but for that entire program with that entire schedule. Uh, dude, I don't disagree with anything that you're saying. And you said something. This is why you're in the business, because you set me up for a fantastic transition when you talked about Jay Johnson and Slossnagel. Last week, I did say I thought Slo- in my, if I had a vote – I would have given it to Schlossnagel. The only difference that me and you had was Tony V2. Look, man, you you swept four weekends in a row. I, I don't give yeah. two Rudy. You know, I get that. And, and look, we're fighting over semantics at that point, but I still yeah. think Schlossnagel should have won. Let me throw this your way and transition into baseball into that. And I again, I, I you're spot on with the football thing. Um, and transitioning to baseball, you were there this weekend. First off, you found my doppelganger. Okay. First off, don't ever send me that again. It was spooky as did hell. You, did you post I, that video? No, I didn't. I was you too spooky. To I was too spooky. It was too spooky to me, man. A dude wearing the hat like I do, the same jeans that I do. I bro, I told you when I saw him because that was the day that LSU wasn't playing, and I got in there and I just was like sitting in the stands watching, and I saw that dude. And my initial reaction, I was like, Blake. <laughs> no, that's that's not him. That's not. That's okay. Not well, him. first off, first off, first off, I'm already practicing. Since you will be there covering the team, I'm going as a fanboy. Okay, call me a fanboy all you want. Mm-hmm. I am going full Steve Austin. This is not a paid <laughs> promotion for Miller Lite. I am going to be crushing the finest pilsner on the planet Earth, Miller Lights. I want to be all over BRZ and Cobb would be like. Dude, what is this guy doing? And I'm just, you know, stone cold Steve Austin, it, double fisting, pause. That, I need that on camera. Nevertheless, and then and then and then you're gonna turn around to a uh, a group of security guards being like, "Sir, can you come with us? Just just come with us." Uh, I'm gonna be cautious. One of these days, I'll say what I really want to say. Uh, you, you don't have the authority, biatch. Uh, that's what I will say. Anyway. Matt, you were covering the team. That last game against Kentucky, man, they were extremely flat. I don't know. Yeah. You saw their faces. You were there with them. You covered them more than anybody. Them going out there against Kentucky, man, was it just lack of sleep? I, I mean, what was it? I just, I just think, like, I, with this team, especially the pitching staff, they only have so much in the tank. And when you expend all that, it's really hard to refuel on a short notice. 
you play that game against Tennessee, which was – I looked at the numbers, and that day – and obviously there were multiple games, but that day was the highest attended game of the SEC tournament. Okay, I didn't know If that. I'm not mistaken. If okay. I'm not mistaken. For that day, there were like 12,000 people there all throughout all those games. I, I'm going to tell you, like, Tennessee – was 90% of that stadium that night versus LSU. And LSU fans travel, as we know. Um, I just think that they did everything they could in that game. And they held one of the top offense in the country to five runs. That's good, in my opinion. And they battled, they battled, they battled, they battled. But I think that, like, having to expend all that energy – and you lose, so there's like an you know there's an emotional and there's a mental aspect of it to turn around quickly within 13, 14 hours and play a, another really good Kentucky team who's clawing for their NCAA tournament lives just like everybody else that was on the bubble. It was just a perfect storm that was not going in the favor of LSU. Look, like Jacob Hasty just didn't have it when he started didn't have it you saw it with uh Razelman. was really really good gave up a homer then the wheels kind of started to fall off lost the control a little bit um and but it's not you can't walk away from that tournament being like well this is not the lsu that i've used to been seeing yep that's exactly the lsu that we've seen 56 games they're either really really good or they're just really really bad I mean, that's such a mouthful in reference to what you're saying because you're spot on again with that, man. I mean, look, you're, it's going to be hit and miss. And, Matt, quite honestly, you – look, we – you call the Southeastern game. You've been around college baseball literally more than anybody in this – look, we have, what, 250 people in here, whatever it is. You've been around college baseball more than any of us probably combined. Let me say this to you, and I'll get your reaction on it. I don't – I, I want to be careful here. <laughs> I, I don't think that LSU has a – I don't want to say they have a chance to go – I don't want to say they don't have a chance to go to the College World Series. But, Matt, with the inconsistency, you can't have that inconsistency in the regional or Supers. You can't have that inconsistency against Southern Miss because they might have the best pitching staff in the Southeast. And, Matt, that's not me saying it. Okay, you got pro scouts talking about it. Okay, we know multiple of them who have been saying it. Can this team win a regional? Talent-wise, yes. When you look at them, though, do you see them coming out of Hattiesburg with the regional win? This regional – Yes, it's going to be super tough because before I before I came on here, I was looking at just like overall NCAA baseball stats. Um, the num the leader the the leader in ERA for a team is Tennessee right now with a two three five ERA. You know who's number two? Southern, Southern Miss. Miss, right? I know. So like I. Yes, can they win this regional? Absolutely. But I, I, I don't, I don't trust LSU playing multiple games in a day. I just don't I agree. Matt, their midweek guy throws 96 to 97. Yeah. And like, look, if you look at it on paper and what they've done, and, and this is kind of the brilliance of Jay Johnson, 
he has strategically probably over the last month or so set up that bullpen to throw in tournament settings, multiple games on multiple days, you know, strung right beside each other. And I came into this tournament being like, yeah, like I'm, I'm not crazy about them playing multiple games on in a day, but they've got the bullpen to do it. Well, right. They do, but they don't at the same time. So like, Yes, they can win this regional because I, I, I think Southern Miss is actually pretty beatable when you put up with LSU. Like, yeah, they pitch it really well. Their their hitting is decent, but they're kind of like – Southern I Miss and them, LSU I've, are the polar opposites. Would you make that comparison? Sure, yeah, because I've seen them – I think I've seen them two or three times. My girlfriend is a Southern Miss grad, so I've had to, like, watch Southern Miss baseball are, are all you, year. Are, are you near her right now? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> tell her, tell her that, tell her that Golden Eagles are buzzards on steroids, and see if you sleep on the couch tonight. Babe, uh, Blake said the golden, uh, the Golden Eagles, Southern Miss's mascot is a buzzard on steroids. <laughs> she said that's sweet. <laughs> she either loves me or hates me. I can never get a read. Well, it's well, it's funny. Well, you know what's funny too is like, so I'm I'm actually good buddies with um, Scott Barry, the Southern Miss baseball coach's son. Right. And I saw him. He lived. Hey, does he live in Hammond? He does live yeah, in he Hammond. He lives in yeah, Hammond. Yep. And so I I saw him in a southeastern game, and he was like, uh, I said, uh, Garen, are you guys gonna host? He was like, I don't know. I go, What do you mean you don't know? Like, he was like, huh, we might get a national seed. I don't know. So, like, I don't even think that Southern Miss is going into this regional confident. They they might be going in and being like, oh, we're hosting? Like, all right, let's get the band back together and let's play these games. I've never seen so many Sunbelt Ray down yonder on the Chattahoochee. He gets harder than the Hoochie Coochie Sunbelt. I mean, Sunbelt, Bible Belt people on Twitter in my life. So, funny story, too, I was watching your the beginning of your show when you said, hey, I don't know what a hoochie-coochie is. Can someone tell me? The Southern Miss grad, of all people, knew what it was. I told again. you. See? See? <laughs> See? Because you said, if any, does anyone know what a hoochie-coochie uh, is? And she was like, she was like over by the, uh, the, the cabinets over here, and she kind of looked over and gave me a side eye, and I was just like, Oh, oh, you know? Like, <laughs> she, she was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay. Well, I mean, all right. Cool. Shout, shout out to the girls from Mississippi. They're always lovely and fine and uh, dandy. Uh, put in those comments right quick, Pooh. I, th- I saw you put them up there. Matt, we have some people saying and asking what kind of wine that you're drinking. Oh, look who it is. Mike Scarborough. Matt taking big gulps of that Frenzia. Is that mm, what you're drinking? Man, if this wasn't a family program, I would – oh, man. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, Rico Delgado says Matt drinks – I don't know how to say that. Lambrusco? Lambrusco. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Closest wine to cool it. That's fine. Look, I'll, I'll, I'll dabble with some wine in a box sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling ratchet, you know? Like, come on. D- brother, do the ratchet. Yeah, do the ratchet. Yeah, I mean, like, seriously, like, guess guess what a four hundred dollar bottle of wine versus a four bottle of wine does to you? Gets you drunk. 
Yeah, like, well, I, I think it's the level of hangover. The richer it is, the, the better the hangover might be. <laughs> That's the only thing. Uh, Aunt Marcia says, Matt is definitely a black box guy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds great. It's I'm like this. It's like the Talladega Nights. I don't even know what it means, but I love it. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. finest Pilsner, man. Finest Pilsner. Shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, but not shout out him for stunnering The Rock a couple of WrestleManias ago. Um, let's get to a couple of these hashtag Ask Matt's. Doug knows his hashtag Ask Matt. How does the new NIL legislation help LSU? And is LSU ready to pounce once it's passed? Now, Matt, me and you talked about this off the air, I think. Um, Brian Kelly had some interesting words in reference to that they're ready to pounce once legislation changes. Buddy, did we really let me Matt, did we really think that Scott Woodward and Brian Kelly wouldn't have a plan for NIL? Like, are we that naive? Here here's my thing about this. And don't hold the punches. I'm not I'm not gonna claim that I am all up on the NIL legislation because I, I we're all still kind of figuring out Agreed. Agreed market because we hear like, oh, Alabama's Bryce Young is getting eight million, and you know, all these other NID. Like, it, it, the, the mark. There's such big gaps in, in in the NIL market that you, no one really knows what the going rate for these players are. Okay, but I always found it humorous when people would say LSU is behind in the NIL market. And I always found it humorous when they were like, LSU's got to do something. They're way behind. What's that old saying? It's not how you start, but it's how you finish. Correct. So when you have all this money stockpiled, just because you don't throw it on the first horse that comes across the screen or across the betting card doesn't mean that you're behind. I mean, that you're calculated. I mean, that means that you're rational. And I think that with anything that we've seen in the past, what, it really six months, you're a perfect example of that. Have you, like, NIL deals and Gordon McKernan's throwing out money, like, you know, it's it, it's Friday night, Friday night at Crazy Horse. Um, shout out Fort Allen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Look, I mean, <laughs> let me, let's be real. I, I think if there is anyone that is going to lower the boom on NIL, it's going to be Brian Kelly. Agreed. I, I, pers- I personally, and I'm not even about to touch the Alabama A&M situation, not even going to do it. But I think that if we know anything with NIL, if you have a coach that's halfway competent and knows how to maneuver, you're going to be in pretty good shape. Matt, LSU, here's the biggest thing for me. I may or may not have done a public records request. And I may or may not have found out that LSU was number two in the SEC in donations given in the 2021 fiscal year at 46 – hold on, hold on. 46.375 million dollars. A&M was not even on the top five. Now, you can say to yourself, money was going in different places. But come on, man. 
I don't give two Rudy Poos how much anybody else is doing. $46 million is a lot of money. You're not giving each one of these kids every single year a million dollars. When you have a Bryce Young uh, public records request on what he made on some of his NIL deals, and Matt, they don't touch seven figures. So for that being said, this whole this whole value of the NIL is not true. We're in the Matt. We're in the digital game, okay? These kids aren't garnering that, and people are rich because they don't make bad business deals. Well, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna be honest too, like us as a station, like we've reached out and tried to do NIL deals with LSU players and tried to say, hey, like, you know, using the apps, the Matchpoint app to, um, you know, try and connect people, which, you know, it really is a good thing um, because it just cuts out a lot of the monotonous middle work, you know, that that needs to be done. But, and I'm not going to, you know, name names, but a very higher profile player for LSU we tried to get in contact with. And it was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that for 400 bucks. 500 bucks and i was like what like I, i'm expecting us to dole out two and three and four thousand he was like yeah i'll just i'll just take i'll just take 500 bucks oh okay so what are we like I, i'm telling you no the, the, to the people that aren't in the like the, these programs and aren't on the aren't administrators at these universities that say they know what's going on in nil they're lying dude because no one does you win the comment of the week. It's Tuesday. You've won the comment of the week. Matt, they don't know, bud. They they they, they, they think they, they do, but they don't. Because I'm I'm talking to kids and I'm like, hey, what did you get for this and that? He's like, oh, I got like three, four hundred. <laughs> what? So so you're telling me so if Bright so if really if Bryce Young is getting allegedly eight million dollars, I mean He's got to have thousands of, of, of donors and deals coming in. I, I, look, I, I don't know that that many people are lining up to throw money at Bryce Young or Keisha Butte or Joe Blow at wherever. I, it, it just, it's not working like that. It, it, it really isn't. And, and I will say this because I know that you don't want to or can't. There is some truth in what Jimbo has said. There, there can be some, a little bit. There, <laughs> he's all right. We'll move on. All right, but nevertheless, one last question. One last question. Um, I can't find it. Oh, Al Landry, Matt Seal has three more days for the bootleg wine in the closet to be done. Got that, baby. I got I got a closet full of white lightning at my house. We're ready to go, baby. Does the white lightning make the trip to Hattiesburg? Let me – I don't want to incriminate myself because if there were any law enforcement on this show, they would, you know, say, oh, you're crossing state lines with an illegal substance, a controlled substance. So I'm not going to say anything. But I'm not ruling it out. <laughs> oh God, you're so. I don't so, want to incriminate myself, but yes. You're so you're so going to federal prison. All right, Matt Trent, Twitterless Matt Trent, dude, you're fantastic as always, man. Thank you so much for coming. I will see you. Actually, not my doppelganger this time. I will see you no matter what in Hattiesburg on Saturday. Can you please post that video? 
I think the people, I think your fan base would get such a huge kick out of it. They maybe would, but they wouldn't get the context of what you said to that poor guy to try to get my attention. <laughs> That's the funny thing. Hey, biatch, you know, like, you know, and everybody's looking at you. I, I get it. I'll do it. All right, Matt. <laughs> I'm not doing it. It freaks me. Matt, it freaks me out. I, I swear to God. I swear to God. I was like, bro, did he take this video of me like a couple bro, months ago? I swear, I swear to God. I thought, I thought it was you. I really did. Matt, I thought it was me. I thought it was me. I'm like, I, I only went to one game. Like, and you were off. You didn't even work that day. <laughs> Like, I'm like, this is freaking me out. And then I saw the SEC logo, and I'm like, <laughs> dude, freak me out. You need, trust me, you need to post that video. All right, all right, all right. We'll post it. All right. <laughs> see, you in ha see you in the Berg. Look, I, I, I will be, again, Stone Cold Steve Austin, double fisting, pause. Just letting you know. Get it on camera. I think. I think to make it better, you need to have two O'Doul's and do it. <laughs> uh, no, no. You know what would make it better? We're in Mississippi. I got to get some Bush lights or I got to get some Paps Blue Ribbon. My girlfriend's brother loves Bush lights. Can't do it. Do, ask okay. When you get off, ask your girlfriend if her brother, when he opens a Bush light, if when he cracks it open, does he go, Psh. I hear in the background. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Every god. Time. Every best time. Best episode ever. Best best episode ever. <laughs> don't be don't be caught without a PBR in Mississippi. That's all I gotta say. All right, we gotta go. See you, Matt. Later, dude. All right, that's Matt Trent from WBRZ. God, he's so good. He's so damn good, man. He's so damn good. All right, let me do this because we do have to get out of here. We got. Uh, Believe in Saints podcast in literally 10 minutes. So let me do this. Let me talk about my good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. Oh, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. My producers better be ready too because we're coming in hot. Coming in hot, hot, hot. But in reference to our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, give them a call today at 985-386-7600. It's 985-386-7600. Real estate, title, successions, they do it all. Criminal defense, they do that as well. Give them a call. Go see them over the Drake Williams Law Firm, the drakewilliamslawfirm.com. All right, we got the producers in the building, guys. Oh, wait, we got one producer. Uh, the assistant to the regional <laughs> manager, Pooh Bear, is here. And we got um, Goateed still. Zach, Zach, let me tell you something, buddy. We got to be very quickly. Let me tell you something. The reason LSU did not win two games in the SEC tournament was because you didn't shave your beard after you, or shave your goatee after you promised. You understand this, correct? Yeah, you might be right. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Well, look, I don't know where you're at right now, and do not give your location. But there's a basket behind your head that's freaking me out, Doctor Strange. I mean, are you like in the multiverse right now? Like, what's going on? We're nine to five live. Not really nine to five. Okay. Nine. nine to five. Nine to right nine. I got you. All right, Pooh Bear, let me ask you this. Let me transition this to you. One comment. We got to get out of here because we got to go to the other show. Pooh, four. Four potential first-round picks. But am I crazy? I'm going to ask everybody this this summer. Am I crazy in believing 
that there is there has to be an expectation for LSU to go eight and four, nine and three. Am I crazy in believing or thinking that? You're not. Uh, you got that much talent. You got to produce on the field. I'll leave it at that. Well, first off, are number one. I don't know where you are either. I don't know if you're about to go to Hogwarts. I don't know if you're in <laughs> Professor Dumbledore's uh, lair. But nevertheless, uh, the brick is beautiful, my friend. Thank you. Uh, I had an interview with Shroot Farms today. So. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to see how that hit this pants. Just in case producing doesn't work out. Um, I want to make sure that. Uh, I want. Are you ready to get the beats? Battlestar. Facts, Battlestar Galactica. All right, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. We got Believe in Saints podcast coming up next at 8.15 with Terrence Copper and myself. We'll see you, Rudy Pooh, soon. You're not Rudy Poos. You're darlings. Y'all have a good night. See you in 15. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.